guys, welcome back to another episode of the In No Hurry podcast. This is your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne, and really excited this week because I'm joined by my wife, Emily, and as we do each year for our anniversary, we get together and talk on this podcast and just reflect on what this past year has been like. And this is, I guess, our first kind of milestone wedding anniversary. This is our fifth wedding anniversary this year. It's our third time doing this podcast, I think, third or fourth time. Well, you only had the podcast for how long? Well, 19, we did it, 20, 21, and now 22. So this Four? is our wow. So this is our fourth time. Yeah. It's impressive. So this is our fifth wedding anniversary, and we're just really, I don't know if excited is the right word here. Um, I've been looking forward to, to just digesting this past year. Uh, I've definitely, I've read, I've written about this this past year quite a bit, but have not talked a ton about this past year, especially um, just the kind of the depths of it. Um, as many of you guys know, we, we've recorded this episode, this type of episode last year, right after our anniversary. And it was right after we got hit by the tornado, we were displaced. And so we filled you guys in on, on that a little bit. And obviously I've talked about that some on this podcast, but that was really just kind of the start of what was a very, very challenging year for both Emily and me. And so um, we're thankfully recording this from our house. Last year, we were not in our house when we recorded it. We were living with Emily's parents, and our Christmas decorations are up, and things are just relatively normal um, from where they were a year ago. But I don't know. How, how are you feeling on whatever it is that, that we're recording it? December 21st. 21st is when we're recording this. Uh, how are you feeling today, December 21st, 2022, versus how you felt in 2021? Mm, that's a good question. Um, so, so much about this past year has been so different. I feel like as I reflect on each year of our marriage, it has gotten progressively more difficult. And I don't think that's necessarily been our doing. I think it's, we we have had a very tumultuous past year. And then... I think the world has had a very tumultuous like past three years, yeah. honestly. So, you know, as I was thinking about and reflecting on this past year, thinking about coming on the podcast and just thinking about what we've learned or what I've learned and, you know, how we've grown as individuals and then how we've grown in our marriage, I just keep coming back to the really hard parts that have happened in this past year. And I feel like that sounds negative and there has been some negativity. I think we've faced a lot of challenges and we've both, you know, like faced a lot of sadness yeah, and a lot of disappointment in this past year. And so I think as we hit this five year mark, it feels like it's different than I imagined it would be. Um, and I, I feel that way every time people ask us about being back home. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I feel like when we first got married, so many people asked us, well, what's it like to be married? Mm -hmm. And that's a fair question. You know, like life is typically pretty different after you get married than when you're just dating or just engaged. And there were a lot of changes when we first got married. And we dated long distance and were engaged long distance for two years. And so living together for the first time was a big change and moving to a new state was a change and all that kind of stuff. And of course, as we've continued in our marriage, 
we've faced other changes. And I think that's a big part of life. But I feel like this year has brought on so many changes that we didn't (laughs) intentionally (laughs) ask for. And of course, that has been the case for a lot of things in the past few years since COVID. But um, I feel like this year in particular has just really taken us on a journey physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, just in, in all ways. It's really stretched us and it's been difficult. And so I, I feel like I can't just gloss over that and be like, oh, it's so great. Like, I'm so happy to be married to you. Marriage is great. Marriage is fun. And it is. But there have been a lot of hard parts. Yeah. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably somebody who really cares about us. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how many people always listen to these episodes that you and I do. But it, if you're listening to this, you probably have some in, idea of what we've been going through. And if you look back really over the last couple of years, you'll notice I've not done a ton of podcast episodes like I did the first year and a half or so of the show. And there are a number of reasons for that. Um, but several are just life has happened and we've been uprooted. We have been uh, taken out of our normal routines. And especially this past year, I, I don't know how many I did in the past year, but it was not very many episodes. So there's not a, a whole lot of gap between our episode from last year and this one, uh, just because it was not a very conducive time to do podcasts. And yeah, like Emily's saying, um, th- this was probably the hardest year, at least for, in my opinion, this is probably the hardest year of our marriage. I know you may have a different feeling. It is, it is hard to um, <laughs> quantify that, I guess. Yeah. Like, or qualify that, whatever. Um, yeah, I would say as a whole, it's, it's up there. It's up there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I think since 2020, we have just kind of faced difficulties, but this year has faced, we have faced the most difficulties where I feel like it's been like setback, setback, setback. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we're here, we're, you know, we, we didn't lose anyone. Thank God. Um, you know, we are back in our home and there is much to be grateful for, but I think a series of small, even rather medium sized disappointments can feel just as impactful as one really large disappointment or a large hardship. And so I feel like we've, we've really just had to not measure them as much and just feel them and get through them and acknowledge them rather than just comparing Mm -hmm. ourselves with other people or even comparing our this year to past years because i feel like it's easy to do that and say like oh well it wasn't as hard as maybe this other thing that we faced or was as difficult as that is when we you know maybe had less money or something like that but i feel like any challenge is relevant when you're in it because when you're in it you don't know what the outcome's going to be yeah i just I look back on this past year and yeah, it was, there was a lot of growth (laughs) and and there's, there's good and bad. Obviously there's good that's come out of the bad, um, on the six month anniversary of the tornado. So those of you who maybe are are unaware, a a tornado hit where we live, Bowling Green, Kentucky on December 11th. And our house was in the path of that. I was home that night. Emily was in Louisville and our house suffered some damage 
Um, and we were, I think more so for me, like it was an, an emotional damage that persisted, uh, obviously being in the house when a tornado comes through and then walking out and seeing your neighborhood destroyed. We lost like 17 people, 18 people in our town, something like that. And so thankfully those, no, nobody near us, uh, in our neighborhood was killed, but nonetheless, it's very sad that people in our community and obviously across the state were killed. But, um, the past year, I mean, that, that, that was kind of the start. Uh, that was in early December. We weren't able to have Christmas at our house, which we talked about last year, but not long after that in new year's on, on new year's, Emily contracted COVID. <laughs> and at the same time, there was another storm that came through on new year's weekend that required us to once again, load the cats up in the carriers and take shelter because there were tornadoes that touched down near us. They did not come near where we were, were living at the time, but they were in our county. And so in a span of three weeks, we had two tornadic storms mm-hmm. that just, well, thankfully the second one happened in the middle of the day, which was not as fearful as the first one that came at one thirty in the morning. And you don't have any idea what's coming and what you can't see anything, but nonetheless, we had to take shelter. And it was, you know, for me, having just gone through that a few weeks prior was, was really jarring and rattling and, um, just, unsettling to say the least. And then you were, um, had to kind of seclude yourself for a few days because you dealt with COVID. And this was after you and I had dealt with getting the flu about a month prior to that, uh, about a week or so before the tornado, Emily and I were both sleeping in separate rooms because we had the flu really bad and it was not fun. And so that was the start of it. And then yeah, COVID hit. And then that was like 20, the, the beginning of 2022 was just really, um, the way that I described it to people was it's like if you're in the pool and somebody's playing a prank on you where they just keep dunking you underwater. And then as soon as you come up for air, they dunk you right back underwater. That's what 2022 felt like, or like a boxer who you get punched, you get knocked down, you get to your feet and you orient yourself and then you get punched in your face again and you fall right back down. I think those are probably some of the best um, analogies that I can make to what we've dealt with in 2022. Yeah. I mean, if we're thinking about it, chronologically we like Cole said we had a tornado we didn't have a tornado tornado (laughs) happened um and then you know we're able to kind of have good spirits about it you know I thought we'd be out of the the house for two weeks you thought that I didn't I did not (laughs) I was more realistic about it I mean we were out of our home until August 20 something almost nine months of this year. So it was eight and a half months of living with my parents. And that was so refining and so humbling. And we are eternally grateful for their kindness and their support this year. Um, I don't know what we would have done. Um, really grateful that, you know, we live here and yeah, that we just had all the support that we did. And I think that's a really big part of it is that in like, despite, all of the obstacles and challenges that we did face, like both, you know, health wise and like financially and like goal wise. Cause you know, you know, you and I both had goals this past year that we didn't get to accomplish and things that we really were looking forward to that we weren't able to do. Um, but there were some, some really good things that came out of it too. And I think the biggest part of that was learning just learning a lot about each other and having a lot of conversations that I don't know that we would have had otherwise. Yeah. So after, 
you know, the start of the new year and like recovering from COVID and thankfully that was fine. Like I, I, I felt like my, my case with that was not bad at all. Um, you know, we really started thinking about our finances and getting more on page about what we wanted for our future and like creating financial goals together and stuff like that. And then we got some really, um, really sad and like unexpected information pertaining to some of my personal information, which was not at fault of either of us. And Mm -hmm. so that was so devastating because we, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like for me, I've just really wanted to be responsible financially, um, like for ourselves. And, you know, so we were dependent on so many people this year because we weren't able to be in our own home. So it was like, okay, well, you know, we at least have jobs and, you know, even if we are, you know, having to pay for rent right now, we can still think about our future goals, like buying a home and saving up for a trip and paying off debt. And we were really intentional about doing that. And we had made some really good strides in doing that. You know, we paid off your car at the end of last year, which was such a huge goal. Mm -hmm. We paid it off like four years early, something crazy like that. And, um, so that was such a good feeling, but then we were faced with this, um, you know, really tough piece of information. Um, I've talked about it. We can probably say exactly what happened. I mean, (laughs) I don't want to go into the whole details of it just because that would take a long time. Well, essentially what it's really just about the fact that like, I did nothing wrong with my credit. My credit information was mixed up with somebody else's. Yeah. And so it made us unable to like get a loan for a home. Somebody else's credit was being put on Emily's credit report. So it looked like she that their social security number was mixed up with Emily's and it looked like Emily had a bunch of loans on her credit that were not hers. And we didn't know that until we started going through the process of trying to buy a house. And so we were not able to get, and the reason, the reason why we were wanting to get a loan for our house is because it was taking so dang long for any repairs to even start on our house. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that we, that they weren't done. It was that in middle of February, nothing had even been started. Mm -hmm. And so it sat through the middle of the winter where it was super cold icy and there's still a gaping hole in our in our roof that's only covered up by a tarp that had sitting water on it for over a month mm-hmm. and so the, the house the house was ice cold no, par- power. no power no utilities so parts of the house were deteriorating that weren't even affected by the tornado and we were just getting so impatient and frustrated that we were like we could probably build a house from mm-hmm. the ground up and be in it in the time that it would take to get these repairs done which honestly was probably true had we been able oh, to do it. It's 100% true. And so we looked at wanting to buy a house and then we were basically told there's nothing we can do because you've got to get this figured out. And to this day, we are still trying to work this out with the credit bureaus because it's incredibly frustrating to try to get them to like, it's a whole process and it's nothing that Emily or anybody did wrong. It's on their end. They messed it up somewhere along the way. I mean, there was somebody whose credit was being reported from like, 2003 like Mm -hmm. they had used your credit or used your social security number for something you were like 11 years old at the time Mm so um it just was a very bizarre instance that um and and i think what frustrated me was that we felt really alone in that that we felt like there is nobody who and still to this to this day kind of feel like there's not really 
anybody that has been able to help us with it. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like we're, you know, walking around in a, in a pitch black room with no light trying to guess where to go with it. Yeah. Um, and, and like, we can't get anybody from the credit agencies to talk. And I know there's probably more information than people need, but it's like, that's, that was a big deal. Like it was yeah. just frustrating. Well, I, mean, I think that just started that series of like, really feeling like, okay, hey, we're here and we need to make the best of it. And we don't know how long we're going to be with my parents. We don't know what's going to happen with our house, but let's, let's still focus on goals that we have and, you know, what we can have control over. And so it started to, to feel hopeful. And then that felt like such a big blow and it continued to be a blow because, you know, it was like, oh, let's meet with this person. Maybe they can help us. Oh, they don't help us. (laughs) Let's meet with this person. Maybe they can help us. They can't help us. You know, it it felt like blow after blow after blow. And then, you know, we were just getting crushed. I felt like every time we got our hope up about something. So it it felt like, okay, I can't really get my hope up, hopes up. And um, that's really hard for me as a person to deal with, especially as a person in mental health. I feel like I've learned a lot this past year with my position how quickly things can get negative mm-hmm. because so many of the reasons that people are coming to see me have to do with things not going well yeah. <laughs> in their worlds. And I'm so happy to be a part of that and to like step in into people's worlds to be that person for them or hopefully a person for them that can give them that direction and that sense of hope that they may not have otherwise. And when I felt like I didn't have that hope or we didn't have that hope, then it was really sad, you know? Well, and you really like to have something to look forward to. Like oh, that, yeah. Like that motivates you, which I think for a lot of people it does. But like, you, especially in a season like we went through, having something to look forward to was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, March or April, somewhere around then, where you got shingles. Um, it was May. May, okay. Mm-hmm. So 28-year-old, like pretty healthy person, mm-hmm. And that's typically something that you see in older people. 80-year-olds? Yeah. Yes. Um, Me and the 80-year-olds with our shingles. Yeah. But that was, I think, a, a symptom of the stress that we were yeah. I dealing mean, with. I've The people who are close to me and in my life know this, but I feel like my body has been through so many changes this year that have just been representative of what we've been through. It, You know, I feel sometimes disconnected from myself in that way because you know we were I mean we we it's not like we've completely neglected our health or anything like that but for those who don't know shingles is is connected to um nerves I think right it is but what I was going to say is it's connected to chicken pox so it's the chicken pox virus that lives in your body so if you've had chicken pox there's there's this virus that's living inside your body and at any point it can come out as shingles. And for most people, that's not a problem. Like you can get the vaccine in your 50s, I believe. You can't get it any younger than 50 years old. But this was dormant in my body and due to the stress and the trauma that we endured this past year, it came out and it was extremely painful. Um, it was extremely uncomfortable and yes, it definitely could have been worse. Some people have had it on their face. I had it on my side, like on my rib cage area. And it was just super uncomfortable. And, you know, that was just another one of those things where it felt like, 
okay, look, we're, we're doing everything that we're supposed to be doing. You know, we're, we're trying to take care of our finances. We're, we're doing our jobs. We're, you know, contributing to society. We're still, (laughs) we're still living our lives. And then it's like, oh, bam, look, another unexpected thing. That's not fun. Mm -hmm. And I hate to just harp on that over and over, but I think that's so important to acknowledge because we could ignore that and we could still put on our best face or we could mask you know, the, the hurt or the disappointments that we have faced in this past year, but our body (laughs) knows what's true and our body feels that. And I feel like my body in particular in this past year has told me so many times, like, Hey, let's chill out. And, you know, I really realized in the past few months when I've been working with a practitioner, just that my body has kind of been in a state of fight or flight. Mm -hmm of hyper arousal for the, the past year. And I've had to find ways to bring it down, like back down to earth. Like, even though I did not encounter the tornado with you, I was also displaced, mm-hmm. you know, even though, um, we didn't see anyone die or, you know, we didn't face any bodily harm during that experience we still did not have a great sense of normalcy. And then also this spring, you know, I didn't have a car for two months and yeah, Emily's car basically died, had to get a new car. So it was like, after yours was already paid off too. So have a house. I didn't have a house. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a perfectly good body. (laughs) So it just felt like, thing after thing was being taken away from us and you know we really realized after the tornado what matters and what doesn't yeah i was like you know it's just a car i loved my car i still miss it i still wish i had it again another thing i did nothing to cause that you know was just driving one day and transmission and like everything it was like transmission and everything else went out and so you know we had to do what we had to do, and that was another hard financial decision to make. Buying cars right now, also, side note, <laughs> was not fun. Because it was really if, horrible. If you've been in that market, <laughs> buying a used car is actually more expensive than buying a brand new car right now, or at least it was when we bought a car in yeah. May Hopefully or whatever it was. it's getting better now. Yeah, but, but it was not a fun process at all. Yeah, so I had to wait two months for a vehicle, which in the grand scheme of things is not that big of a deal, but, you know, when you were teaching at that time and going to work a lot earlier and um, your mom's car also had issues so mom didn't have a car for a month <laughs> we so had we like one car four people between with, four people with one car for a while and you know it's it's just insane and you know i'm thinking about like all the things that didn't go right for us and i also think about all the things that we did pray about and all the prayers that did get answered because I feel like within our professional lives, we both saw a lot of success and we both had a lot of change. I mean, I'll speak for myself personally, and then obviously you can talk about yourself if you want. Um, I got my full license in counseling, Mm -hmm. um, in the spring. And that was just really exciting because I've been under supervision for two, two and a half years which I've been a licensed therapist for the past few years. I just had to be under supervision as an associate counselor for several years until I could get my full license. So now I'm a licensed clinical counselor, which is really exciting because that was an increase in pay, increase in the 
different types of clientele that I could see. And it really helped me to be able to build my caseload. And um, I've just grown a lot in my confidence and my ability as a therapist this year, which has been such a huge gift. Like I'm really grateful for where I work and the people that I work with. And so despite, you know, all these other difficult things, I am really grateful that, you know, my, my work has been an area of my life that has been steady and increasing as well. So that that's been such a gift. And, um, I am really grateful for that. So I don't want to just, yeah. just harp on the, well, on you've the had negatives. a couple months, you've had a couple months this year where you told me they were like record months in terms of just clients that you'd seen or whatever. For me. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like you've had, like you've, you, your workload is like maxed out pretty much right now, you know, which is, which is good well, because you've been building it up for the two and a half years we've been my here. My job is so Three weird. years, I guess. My job is so weird. So you know, as a therapist, I get to determine basically my hours. And then working at a private practice, we are paid via insurance reimbursement. So it's really just, it fluctuates so much. So, you know, you never know how some months might be just because, you know, did we get payments from, you know, Aetna? Did we get payments from Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield? Like all that kind of stuff. So it really just depends on that. But, you know, since I have gotten my full license and been able to accept more clients and, you know, just kind of, kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say push myself more, I guess, but I guess I can say that. Um, I feel like that it made a tremendous difference in, in my work life or in my professional life. So yeah, that's huge. Yeah, uh, I, I've been really proud of how you've grown because I remember how frustrating it was at the beginning to, I mean, building anything from scratch is hard. And, uh, you know, we moved here for that job and, and you, I mean, in the three years that you've been doing that, I mean, to see how, how much you've grown, that has been a huge blessing from this year. Absolutely. And and that's, I, I don't know, I mean, what we attribute that to. I mean, obviously we prayed about it, you know, God working things out, that is definitely part of it. But I think you've obviously just been working really hard. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of you for what you've been able to do this year. Thank you. And you know, we, I, I say we, because I mean, we have separate jobs, but I feel like when you're married, your partner's job is, is a part of your life mm -hmm. too, you know? Cause it's like, I mean, I never taught, but I felt like so much of what you went through in this past school year came in to to our marriage and came into our home and everything like that so yeah. you know and then obviously you switching careers this year was a big change um but that was also a big change that we prayed about for a long time yeah like last school year was really 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 tough on me um we had a student who passed away in october of 2021 um but in an accident and that student was in my class and um, most of that student's friends were in my class. And so that week and really the rest of that semester was really challenging because it was, that was in mid to late October. And then, and then um, shortly after that, the tornado hit. And so that was just really, really tough. And so when we came back to school, 
in January and, and all of these things that we've talked about started adding up. Um, if anybody who's listening to this is a teacher, you know how hard that job is just on its own. But when you add in things that are going on in your personal life, it's it, it becomes increasingly more challenging to regulate what's going on in your classroom when you feel like you can't even regulate the things that are happening in your own personal life. And so all of these things that we were dealing with were very real world, real life things that just significantly impacted our lives and what our future plans were. And, you know, when you're dealing with that stuff and then you look out and you've got a classroom of 20 to 25 teenagers that, um, frankly, don't care for the large part about what you're going through. You know, I I just, what I started to realize was that I I did not feel like I was cut out to do that job anymore. And as the months went on, I just each day became more and more disillusioned to that job. And I, like that job, you, you, those kids deserve somebody who's going to be completely full every day. And I know that's not, that's not always going to be the case from every teacher, but like, if you if you can't go in there with even a half full cup of energy, essentially, um, it's not going to go well. And I just my personality had changed to where I was I was a lot more bitter. I had much uh, a much shorter temper with my students, um, and I I was not doing my job well. Like I just was not doing it well, um, and I. I was frustrated. And so I started looking at jobs really in like January and February and started applying to anything that I felt like fit me. And I just was like, well, I kind of want to go back into journalism because I I really wanted something where I was able to regulate myself more and not have to be responsible for, you know, over a hundred different kids and their emotions and dealing with lesson planning and grading and just everything that goes into teaching. I just was overwhelmed. And, uh, I, I just, frankly, did not want to be there. (laughs) And, uh, thankfully, you know, we prayed about it and I was looking for jobs. And I remember even being on spring break and applying to jobs when we were at Mm -hmm. coffee shops. And I don't know how many jobs I looked at or applied to, but, uh, thankfully, uh, the one that I have now, it, it, it opened up. I think I saw it in April and then I interviewed for it in May and then in June got the job offer. And it was just such a huge answer to prayer. Uh, it's been a better situation than I even, uh, was thinking it would be. And there's, I mean, it's, it, there's also been frustrations with that. I mean, I work from home now, uh, and I, you know, most of my team, actually all of my team is remote and that's had its own challenges and just adjusting to being at home more versus being away at work. And you know, that's, it's, it, that's been a challenge too, but overall that has been a really good thing. Uh, and that's definitely been a blessing that has come out of this. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I felt like I did five years in teaching. I, I did, everything that I could, I poured my heart and soul into that field. I was a coach. I was a yearbook advisor for three years. You know, I just, I did everything I could to build relationships with students and families and just poured my heart and soul into it. And I just got to the point where I just frankly felt like I had nothing left to give. And so I knew in my heart that it was time to go. And I'm just really grateful that something else worked out because if it hadn't, then I you know, I, I would have just to have a job would have probably gone back for the school year. And I told, I told Emily a lot. I said, there's, 
there's a good chance if I go back for another school year that I don't make it through the whole school year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never would have wanted to do that to a school or to a staff because I know how, how it is around the nation where, you know, I, even, even at the school that I was at, there's been teachers that have left uh, during the school year and that's not a good situation for anybody. And I just didn't want to put anybody in that situation. So I was thankful that this worked out right after the school year had ended. And I was able to let them know in time to where they were able to hire somebody to, to fill my spot, which is, that made me really happy. But I do miss the students a lot. I've been able to go back a couple of times and uh, a couple of my students have, you know, met up with me for coffee just to check in and see how I'm doing. And I still had those relationships. I'm really grateful for that. Um, but I know that for me personally, my mental health, it was, it was definitely what I needed to do. Yeah. I think this year, reminded me so much of the fact that like even if we don't see it even if we don't feel it that God is working and I feel like so much of this year I've I've never felt like he's forgotten me I've never felt like he's forgotten us but I feel like so much of this year I wasn't very intentional in praying Mm-hmm. I wasn't very intentional in like reading my Bible. And, you know, as I reflect back on all the things that we've gone through, as well as all the things that we, you know, accomplished and worked toward with both of our jobs and, you know, the goals that we have for our future all of these these things that have happened, well, at least the things that we've just mentioned now with pertaining to our jobs, have put us in a position to continue to work toward those goals. Yeah. And that has been such a blessing. Um, not that everything about work is relating to finances, because that's certainly not the case. Um, but, you know, it is such a blessing that we both have worked harder this year and, you know, we are able to kind of reap the benefits from that a little bit more as well as get to be doing what we want, Yeah, you know, and that's not something everybody gets. And so that's huge. I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of difficulties with that too. It's not just like, Oh, we're living our dream jobs and everything's great. (laughs) We both work really hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I am really grateful. And I, I think it's one of those situations where it's like, yes, we can complain. And yes, there are difficulties. But we have to remember that the things that we complain about were once things that we prayed about. Yeah. Or prayed for. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I saw somebody say that before, too. Like, you know, when, when you do get frustrated in certain things, it's like, remember that, that you did pray for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that was a really good perspective that I saw earlier this year that, you know, you know, some of these things, like you said, are answers to prayers that have come and that doesn't mean they're going to be perfect scenarios, but that was the situation that we wanted. And, and, and I tried to remind myself that too, even whenever I was having frustrations teaching that like at one point I really wanted to leave journalism and become a teacher. And that was what I wanted to do. And the thing that I'll say to that is just COVID changed so much Mm -hmm. And the, the teaching, the field of teaching that I was working in, in this past school year was not the same one that I entered into in 2016 when I started. And I think any teacher that has worked from that time span can attest to the same thing. So I don't 
I, I did have a lot of guilt at first when I was leaving the teaching field because in some ways it's like you feel like you're letting down the people that you're like at war with, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it feels like I was uh, bailing on this like mission, you know, like teachers really have a lot of pride in their job and they really feel like it's a calling. And I do believe that, but I also think that like other things, some people have that calling for an entire career and others feel it for a season. And for me, yeah. I felt it for a season. And I've talked about this a couple of times with people, but you know, I read a book by Bob Goff and I think he's mentioned this in a, in a couple of his books, but uh, his book undistracted this year meant a lot to me. And he talks about just the process of how he left being a lawyer to doing what he's doing now, which is an author and a speaker. And uh, he does a lot of humanitarian work as well. But, you know, he talks about how, what was right for him career right career wise in one season of his life that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be right for him in a new season mm-hmm. and it's okay to change it's okay to to evolve and adapt and you know whenever you're 32 the things that were good for you at 22 very well may not be the good things that are good for you at 32 mm-hmm. and that was how i was feeling and you know i just i think it's important that we take that time to evaluate and give ourselves kind of just um, self-assessments of, you know, what does my life need right now? What are my interests? Do I still like doing this like I did then? And frankly, you know, if I'm not as into it, then like I owe it to the kids to allow somebody else to come and take that job who will do it mm-hmm. with with a full heart. Yeah. Uh, and and I and I just I felt like I, I did have a lot of guilt, like I mentioned at first in terms of leaving. And I knew that I was going to let some people down because there were some students that told me plenty of times, like I was their favorite teacher. And I really care about that. That meant a lot to me, but I didn't want to base my, at this stage of my life, I did not want to base my career decisions off of a 15 year old, off of a 15 year old. I mean, I'm not saying that to be crass, but like I had to prioritize my own mental health this year at times. And, you know, I, I, I just, I feel like, when you go through seasons of trauma, which is what I would consider this past year to be, it's at times something that you have to do. And, um, sorry, Emily was just picking something off of her body. I just, well, you're, you're making your really, you're really got me thinking about something. You know, you said that it's just a season. Yeah. And I feel like that would be the best way to summarize this past year. Is it's like, I will say though, at times we were, we kept saying, how much more? What what more can you give us, oh, God? Absolutely. It felt like is this season gonna turn <laughs> yeah. into like a whole series? Like yeah. you know, how many seasons of this show are we talking yeah. here? Like eight like we I was I was thinking, is this gonna be like friends? We got ten seasons of this? I mean, seriously, like I mean, I just kept thinking and reflecting back on the passage in Ecclesiastes where it's like there's a time and a season for everything. And this season was Maybe a season for sowing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like a season for reaping. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, it felt like, you know, not not much of it felt like a season of rejoicing, honestly. And I think that's okay. It's. I think it's okay to say, you know, so much of this sucked. And this was really hard. And we didn't always get along. And it was really hard to live in a different place from where that we're used to living in and not have our own space and not get to spend time with just the two of us and our cats. And, you know, it was hard to move back home 
even though we love this home. It's hard when even a year later, our house still isn't 100% back to what it was. You know, it's, I think it's okay to be like, you know what? This good thing has happened, but also this other thing has happened and it sucks. Yeah. And I feel like that if, if I could summarize, that's what this year has been for me is it's like, you know, it's not just this. It's also this as what Annie F. Down says. It's the both. And yeah, it's both beautiful and horrible. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's, it's both sowing and reaping maybe i don't know i'm sure the things that we sowed this year we will reap in the in the future and in the coming seasons i think the patience and the endurance that we have had to face this year are going to if we don't see that on this side of heaven there will be we will be reaping with shouts of joy like they say in the psalm of ascents where it's like you know what we cry i can't remember what it is where we cry the tears we sow and shouts of joy. I can't remember. Um, but that just really is stuck with me. And I think like as we're in Advent season, I have really learned more this Advent season than I think I ever have, you know, with the, with the studies that we're doing and like reflecting back on this past year, just about how God is with us in mm-hmm. these really low and really uncertain seasons. And, you know, we never really know what the future holds, but I think that's been a big theme of this year for me is the fact that God has been with us, even if I feel like I haven't always felt it. Yeah. I mean, this past year, um, you know, Emily and I both are huge fans of Ellie Holcomb and there are several songwriters that we really like that have just written such beautiful lyrics. Chris Renzema is one of them. And Ellie Holcomb for me is another one. And her music has just Emily's drinking water. It's made a funny noise right in the middle of a good moment. Um, but Ellie's lyrics have just meant so much to me, particularly the song of hers called find you here, which, uh, I blogged about it. And, um, this is a song that basically, the bridge to that song, she just re- keeps repeating the phrase here in the middle. And like what Emily's saying, it's basically, she, she wrote the song out of Philippians 4, 4 through 7, on uh, based on when her, her father was diagnosed with cancer. And the song talks about God being there in the middle of their deepest fear, basically all of their hardest moments. And that's what that passage in Philippians means. And so... I always said if I got a tattoo, it was going to need to be something that was really meaningful to me. And as the year kept going on, just kept feeling pulled to get a tattoo um, whenever the anniversary of the tornado came and super scared when I did it. But I ended up getting a word on my arm that basically the word is ipia case. And it's a Greek word that basically means um, the peace and calm that God surrounds you with in those dark tumultuous circumstances and it's a piece of peace and calm that that only god can produce it's it's nothing that um that a human can produce that's the way that a theologian described it and so yeah i think i'm with you on that that i have learned that god is with us god is here even when we do not see it he is here 
Um, another verse that kept coming to me was the verse in James that basically says, consider it pure joy when you go through trials of any kinds because the testing of your faith produces endurance. And that has just, that verse uh, has meant a lot to me as well. And trying to flip this year on its head and consider this hardship to be pure joy, um, knowing that we have grown from it. You know, I, I, I think physically in a literal sense, um, you know, our bodies have taken a toll. We have not taken care of them. At least I have not. I've, 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 I did Whole30 twice. I've tried. Um, we've tried. I, I did Whole30 twice. Um, but here I am closing out the year probably as heavy as I've ever been. <laughs> so uh, we have a lot of things to be excited for in 2023, one of which is to get back into better shape. Um, but, we, you know, we we have not taken as good care of our bodies as maybe as we could have. We have tried. But we need to give ourselves grace. But uh, I think taking care of our bodies this year is just letting them survive, let it, letting them live. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's true. Um but yeah, just trying to like we're considering things pure joy um, whenever we go through trials of many kinds because you know whenever you work out, you you get stronger. It's painful, but you get stronger. And I feel like that's what we've let our souls do this year. We have gone through a hell of a workout, and you know I, I at times I did not feel super close to God. Um, I allowed myself to coast and become numb and just sort of allow myself to take these beatings from that the world was giving to us and just kind of lay on the mat for a while. Uh, and now I think the, the year anniversary of the tornado was kind of just like this natural line of demarcation for me to where I felt like, okay, I can close the chapter on that book. We can actually exhale. I can exhale. I no longer feel like I'm living in the shadow of that event. Uh, it was kind of cyclical in the sense that, you know, the majority of our work, I mean, there's like maybe one or two small things that still need to be done under house, but like it was literally the weekend of the anniversary that we got a sink and a vanity put back into our master bathroom. We had been here for almost four months and didn't have that. And so we were operating in one bathroom, which I know first world problem, but you know, that was just something that like, there was a gaping part of our bathroom that was missing and the walls weren't painted. And then you know, when they came in, they ended up repainting the walls a different color and things weren't done correctly and whole other ordeal. But like, it felt like when they finally got it in, it was put in correctly. That was the year mark. It was like, okay, I'm going to close the book on this because I feel like we can move on. And there's still, like I said, there's some residual things to deal with, but largely just mentally, I feel like I can kind of put that in the rear view mirror and start to feel like I can forge a new path forward. It just kind of felt like, my life was on pause for the past year. Like, like Emily was saying, I mean, I had a lot of things, um, like the, I've talked about it on here before, but the day of the tornado, um, like eight hours or so before it hit, I was on the phone with a literary agent talking about a book proposal and had a lot of excitement and momentum about revising it and having that ready at the beginning of 2022. And then this just upended it. And so I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm just now picking up in December where I wanted to be last year after the tornado hit. So it just kind of felt like this past year was, I don't know, like we, our life was on pause. I don't Did you feel that way at all too? Yeah. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty simply. Okay. Yep, well, yep. I mean, yeah, I do think our life was on pause. Um, but I also don't think that that meant that nothing happened. I feel like just because what, 
we thought was going to happen in the way that we thought it was going to happen didn't happen didn't mean that things weren't set in motion and that we weren't moving forward and just because we moved back into our house when I don't advise ever doing that if you're ever going to move out of a house move out of a house don't move back in because it's an artifact we wanted to do it's a heck of a lot of more work than it's worth um but you know I think that that just really got me thinking a lot about the fact that we don't we truly don't know what our future holds and we can make plans we can make a five-year plan I mean we've been married for five years and it's like you know we're gonna we're gonna move here and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this in our careers and we're gonna have this much money and we're gonna you know plan for this and all that kind of stuff and I think for the most part we have done that but that also just means that you know God is going to continue to work and he's going to continue to refine us and he's going to continue to use us and he's going to be with us and maybe that's enough maybe that's enough maybe us just being available to whatever his plan is for us individually and as a couple is enough yeah yeah I think that's that's beautifully said thank you what's been your favorite part of this past year Man, I think you're, you probably already know the answer to this. Um, Cole encouraged me to do something a year ago that I never thought I would do. And I've always been a reader and I've always talked to him about books. And he encouraged me to make a book Instagram a year ago. And it has been such an amazing outlet for me and it's been such an amazing outlet for me, especially this year Mm -hmm. as we were out of our home and I was still able to have my books and thank God the tornado did not destroy my books. That would have been (laughs) devastating. (laughs) Um, So I think, I mean, I know that sounds silly because it's like, not like you were super involved in that. You've always been so encouraging of me and cheering me on. And it's, it means a lot to me that, you know, like I'm excited for this weekend to open up some books that I know you're going to get me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I feel like despite all the, the obstacles that we have encountered and all the change that maybe we didn't want, it's it's so comforting to know that I have books and that, you know, we, we got to go to so many bookstores this year and got to do so many things like that and just spending time together. And like, like we had to be more intentional of doing that this year you know like we would typically be eating dinner together every night we didn't really do that as much so we would be intentional about watching ted lasso and you know laughing over that or you know going on some weekend trips going to some baseball games you know exploring some cities and um just actually having that time that quality time that we would have maybe normally had being in our own house but not being in our own house we kind of had to build it in a little bit more yeah um and i feel like just like i said i keep saying despite but you know despite all these things that have happened there have been some really beautiful pockets of um of just joy yeah in this past year and you know that's been such a gift i think that I'm just really grateful that despite, oh my gosh, how many times am I going to say that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just despite all of, all of the, the tough, 
bits, there has been some joy. You got to go on a really cool reading retreat. It was so much fun. Which I know if you're listening, that might sound super cheesy, but I will give whoever it was credit that organized this because this was like the most organized event I've ever seen. Emily, Emily basically flew up to Connecticut to meet with some people that she met uh, through her bookstagram, which again maybe sounds creepy to people that aren't uh, in the younger I mean, crowd. The people who met on Tinder. Well, true, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> but but she had a great time, and I think that was really fun for you to get to do that and just be with people that are such like-minded yeah. people and yeah. and have very similar interests. I think that was really cool. I was glad you got to do that. It yeah. was uh, not fun when that same weekend somebody came by and smashed all of our you pumpkins. Know, we but we won't talk about that because we're focusing <laughs> on the good. Yes. It's... Well, what about you? What has been a happy or a joyful or a, a bright light amidst the the darkness of some of this season yeah like you said there's been so many pockets here and there that have been been good i'll, I'll name a couple things one i'm name three okay um <laughs> i'm so grateful for our small group at church yeah um we have prayed really since we moved here for fr- for friends, basically. I, mean, uh, I don't really... Nice people. Like, most of my friends are still back in Evansville, where I'm from. And most of my college friends that I had when I lived in Bowling Green, they don't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Emily. Most of her good friends live elsewhere. And so when we moved here in 2019, you know, we obviously had her family and we knew some people here, but it, we were kind of starting over in terms of building a social circle and... You know, then the pandemic happened just maybe two or three months after we moved here, which made it really challenging to meet people. And so, you know, we've we've not had a ton of luck since we've been married in terms of getting into small groups that we've really liked. And we've had a great time with our church here. Uh, And we're just really grateful for our small group. And that's that's been a huge blessing. We really enjoy hanging out with them. And as Christians love to say, doing life with them. Um, That's been fun. And then like you said, just a lot of small trips. We took a trip to Charleston with a couple of our friends. That was really, really fun. Uh, I had one of the most enjoyable beach days that I can remember. It was like just a super nice weather day. The sand was super soft and warm. The weather, or the water was super nice. Okay. We have been to so many concerts this year. Yes, this has been like, an absolutely... How many? Do you think we've been to like 10? Uh, I, keep, I keep meaning to make a video one recap of it. But it, yeah, we've like, every, every artist that was on my Spotify topped artist top artist wrapped whatever it's called spotify rap top artist they yeah we saw them in concert i mean like literally ellie holcomb chris renzema um need to breathe yeah one republic one republic Republic we saw judah from judah and the lion uh but that was the first one of the year at the ryman i don't know we don't need to hash all this out because it's my good okay whatever we'll we'll, we'll report back put it in the show notes yeah (laughs) we've been to a lot of concerts we've been to several at the ryman in nashville um, like just, it's been a lot of fun to be able to see our favorite artists. And then, um, just like we do every year, uh, which after you hear this, we will have seen Ellie Holcomb and Drew play their Christmas show in Nashville at the symphony theater. And that's a sweet tradition that we have. And so, yeah, been a great year for concerts, just absolutely phenomenal year. The best that I've had. Uh, but then also, I think the last thing that I'll say that I've really enjoyed, um, uh, was when we did move back into our house. I wanted to have sort of a housewarming party um, just to kind of celebrate the fact that we were back in our house. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of friends come that weekend. It was homecoming weekend. And so friends were in town 
and they stayed at our house. And then uh, my friend Pat from Evansville and his wife drove down, and that meant a lot to me just to have people here. Like, and Eric, my best friend, was in town. People that we love, that that loved us, that really like. I'm gonna get teary eyed talking about this, but just the people that really helped us get through this year. Um, they were here to celebrate with us, and I know there were people that probably wanted to be that couldn't. Um, but seeing all these people in our house and just knowing what this house looked like over the past year, I mean, we had no furniture. It was barren. It just, it, it was literally barren and cold. Mm-hmm. And it was, to me, that was such a metaphor for like, this house used to be so full of life and then now it is dead. Mm. And to see it full of life again with our, like to see it with our friends here, um, it just really meant a lot to me that night. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful for people that came down and stayed and I had such a good weekend and um like Eric and I Eric and I stayed up like the whole night after that playing my PlayStation uh which didn't bode well for the next day I didn't I, I literally yeah I didn't have it but like Eric and I don't see each other all the time and so that was sweet for us to just kind of you know have fun and just enjoy each other's company and um that that was a really good it was a really good time so i was really grateful that people came down to do that and that we got to celebrate and um you know that now that we're back in our house you know we plan to continue having people over and making this making this house a welcoming place again yeah i also just think about all the beautiful things that have happened in our friends lives yeah this past year and that's been really sweet to rejoice with them and you know to celebrate them even even if it's been a hard year for us, I feel like we can find joy yeah. in the people that we love getting to succeed and, you know, um, getting to do all the things that they want to do. Yeah. So it's been sweet. Like people that we're friends with that, you know, goals that they've talked about wanting to do, things that they've wanted to see happen, like seeing those come to fruition, like you said, that has been really cool. Mm-hmm. And to know how hard they've worked to make those happen and how much they prayed for those to happen like that has been because they've they've cheered us on just as fervently um as we've gone through this season of life and it's it's you know our our friends deserve our friends deserve it and like i'm so grateful you know to have people in our lives that that you know we can i guess we we both can cheer each other on and Mm -hmm. and be there when times are tough and when things are hard but also celebrate when things are really good so yeah, that, it's, it's been a good, we've had good news from our friends and their own lives that has been a good way to end the year. And um, I'm just really excited. I, I feel like 2023 is going to be a good year. Uh, we've got a plan in the works to travel to Europe to celebrate our five-year anniversary, which we talked about from the time we got married, we wanted to do. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. We're trying to put those plans together. And that's something that I'm really looking forward to. I've never been to Europe. Emily's been a few times, but yeah, I, I, that'll be a big thing for me. I'll get to go to Switzerland, which is where my grandmother is from. Uh, and I know that, you know, I, I hope that I'll get to share that experience with her, um, praying for her health mm-hmm. too. Um, she's been not doing as well this past couple months here, but my gosh, she she might la- she might outlive all of us the way this is going. So, um, but yeah, I a uh, lot, lot to look forward to in 2023 mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Emily, thanks again for joining me. I love you. I love you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. If you're still listening to this, thanks for tuning in. As always, uh, we love doing this each year. Um, 
all of our friends and family, especially those of you that have really helped us get through this past year. Thank you so much for your support, your prayers. We can't say enough how much it means. Um, like Emily said earlier, there's no way we could have done this past year without the help of other people. So looking forward to what our next year has in store for us. And um, I don't know. Anything else from you? <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And as always, take some time this week to relax, not be in a hurry. And we'll catch you next time. Merry Christmas. <laughs>